Galnet News Digest, 1st of February 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we ask why Azimuth seems so keen to attract Thargoids. We review the short and decisive elimination of Sirius from Riort, and we return to the mystery of the missing Arissa. Why does azimuth biochemicals want a lure for Thargoids? Azimuth biochemicals is the outfit behind Project Seraph, a partially successful attempt to get humans to control and fly a Thargoid scout spaceship. Five years ago, just before the galaxy became aware of the return of the Thargoids, at a time when Azimuth's enforcers were actively destroying all evidence of a Thargoid invasion, to the extent that they raided survey ships and disabled listening posts to suppress the knowledge of the Thargoid hordes massing near the Pleiades. Azimuth scientist Professor Thomas Dawn was conducting chimera experiments on a captured Thargoid scout and several hundred captive humans. Many of the humans were killed by the effort of trying to control the Thargoid craft, but a handful managed to get it to respond in various limited ways. The experiments had to stop when their one Thargoid scout stopped working. And now we find that in the middle of last year, the person in charge of Azimuth, a cipher known as the Witch, organised the theft of 400,000 tonnes of Guardian artefacts from the Aegis megaship Alexandria. One of the Witcher's operatives let slip that the reason for the theft was to lure Thargoids closer. Bringing these two facts together, it is possible that Azimuth has resumed Project Seraph, having lured in and captured more Thargoid ships. If the programme restarted six months ago, and if a substantial number of Thargoid scouts have been captured, and if the programme is able to build upon its partial successes in 3303, then there may be a research base somewhere that is swarming with Thargoid scouts operated by human pilots. Perhaps there are Thargoid interceptors in the Azimuth Biochemicals fleet too. Perhaps the 200-year-old organisation and its one-time competitor, Farmer Sapien, have developed a fleet of attack ships that outwardly look like and behave just like Thargoids, but which are put into combat by human generals, and which, when deployed within a strategic plan, form an almost unstoppable force that could sweep across the bubble, trashing Federal, Imperial, Sirius and Alliance navies, and install the Witch as the supreme ruler of the galaxy. It sounds incredible, but it fits the facts as we currently know them. And there are even commanders who would jump at the chance to have their cranium prized open to allow themselves to be interfaced to the control surfaces of a basilisk, to be part of the Witcher's all-conquering battle fleet, to be the drones that sacrifice themselves for the victory, for the greater good. It didn't take long for the Riort Mining Coalition, with assistance from like-minded Alliance pilots and others, to comprehensively defeat the Sirius troops that had been assigned to protect the system from Thargoid attack. 
Many in the alliance, and particularly in the old worlds, deeply distrust Prime Minister Mann's secret treaty with the Sirius Corporation that allows Sirius Navy free access to alliance systems in exchange for protection from what's currently perceived to be a vanishingly small xenothreat in these systems, nestled as they are, in the heart of the human-occupied bubble. The Alliance has, of course, many systems in the Witchhead and Colsack nebulas that are still fighting off the tale of the Thargoid invasions from the end of last year, and that have stations appealing for repair assistance. But those systems are far from the comfortable systems in the bubble that deem Sirius Navy an unwarranted imposition. And those outlying systems are, after all, a consequence of the Prime Minister's expansionist policies, policies that Councillor Kane opposes. It's not clear at this early stage what the implication will be for the rest of the serious deployment in Alliance space. Riort was seen as something of a test case for whether the Old Worlds would accept a foreign naval presence in their systems. These systems in particular espouse the old formula that the Alliance is a loose banding together of independent systems that each have their own governments and their own way of doing things, and that the Alliance Assembly on Alioth exists primarily to present a united front on trade and foreign policy. The Council of Admirals similarly provides a united alliance front on defence, but it does not control the individual navies of each independent system within the alliance. Prime Minister Mann may be well advised to pay heed to the rapid defeat of the chariot of Rhea in Riort, and to ask Li Yong-ri to remove the serious navy presence from the other Old World systems before the citizens of those systems also take matters into their own hands. The mystery of the missing Emperor continues. Last week's message, ostensibly from the Emperor, claiming that Arissa is alive and well, just not willing to show her face in public for fear of NMLA assassins, will not sit well with traditionalists. Is the Empire afraid of its enemies? Must the Emperor remain in hiding for a whole year? because of a bunch of fringe lunatics who believe they can bring about representative democracy by blowing up starports. It's not a good message to send to your citizens. But more than that, the message raises concerns about who the Emperor trusts. ACT has come close to openly accusing members of the Imperial Intelligence of direct collusion with the NMLA terrorists, and yet the Emperor says she is taking her security advice from imperial intelligence, and that she remains in hiding on their advice because of what the message describes as a legitimate assassination attempt. Can she really trust imperial intelligence? And what if she's being looked after by members of the agency that are loyal not to her, but to the NMLA? In any case, a note signed using Omega Grid technology cannot be trusted, the NMLA is known to have access to the encryption technology that underlies the Empire's secure messaging network, and the message could easily have been tampered with, or faked entirely. We do not know that the Emperor is safe. We do not know. The Empire is safe. The Emperor could easily be in the hands of the NMLA, and no one would know. Without reliable information, the Empire is powerless. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.